the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. We bless you. Now in the name of Jesus, give me preaching power, anointing to preach truth in your spirit, conveying it as you would have it go forth. Because you said your word will not return void. Pray, Father, that those who have ears to hear would hear what the Spirit of God has to say and put away all distraction that would be a hearing would come against spiritual development. So we give them to you now, Father. We give this service to you. We pray against the work of the enemy. Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And as you're seated, just get your Bibles and... Uh, we want you to turn to Matthew 6.33. It'll be our first scripture that we'll be addressing. For those of you who, who've come for the first time, we're in a series, a sermonic series that we launched uh, the first Sunday in this year. And it's entitled, How to Make the Most of Your New Year. As a matter of fact, this is about my fifth or sixth sermon in this series. But it's just a, been a wonderful journey uh, as God positions us for making the most of this year to the glory of God. If you're going to have the best year ever, you know you got to get off to a good start. Any runner who plans to win wants to start well. Amen? So we're talking about having a good December. That means you better have a good January. And we need a good start out of the blocks to the glory of God. God has a purpose and plan for your life. You're not an accident. God planned your being here for this appointed time in this year, in this decade, in this millennia, because uh, he wants glory given to him from you. And if God was through with you, if God were through with you, you would have been left in last year somewhere. <laughs> but God crossed you over because there's an important assignment that God has for you. He has a will and a purpose for your life. And as you hang around the pages of Holy Scripture, hang around the, the, the people of God, walking in the spirit of God, praying to God, God will unfold his divine purposes for your life. And with that being said, number one, if you're going to have the best year ever, it is 
it is time to set your financial house in order. If your financial house is already in order, keep it in order because Satan is waiting to unravel it. (laughs) Okay? And just because it's in order today doesn't mean it'll be in order tomorrow. You have to have a mindset. You have to be determined to keep your house in order financially. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, a lot of folk, they hurry and hasten to get to all these things added to you. But the critical part of this verse is seeking God first. You want the things, but many have, they don't put the emphasis where it ought to be. It ought to be on seeking God, what? For God first, kingdom, the king reigning in you, being Lord in you, ruling in you, guiding you, restraining you, directing you. Seek first the kingdom. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself. Huh? Take up the cross and follow me. So, but seek first the kingdom of God, the rule of God, allowing the Lord to be Lord of your life, getting from behind the steering wheel of your life and getting to the driver's seat and letting God get in the driver's seat of your life. He knows what he's doing when you don't. He sees far ahead, far further than you can ever see. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I mean, seeking to do what is right in the sight of God. Righteous standards, uh, righteous behavior, righteous attitude, uh, a righteous demeanor, a righteous posture, uh, doing what is right. You know, you're righteous when you ask yourself the question when confronted with anything, Lord, what is the right thing to do in this particular situation. What is right for my wife or my husband or my children? What should I do as I engage in the work of force today? What is the right thing to do in this decision? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will what? Direct your, if you just ask him prayerfully, what is the right thing to do? And if you confront yourself with that question. You'll find yourself having the best year ever because you're allowing God to direct you uh, into the right decisions uh, for his glory and your good. Amen. (laughs) So to get out of your financial crisis, you need to repent, let go of your pride and make tough financial decisions. You got to repent. Repent of what? Of how you have made a mess of your finances are not honoring God and allowing him to direct your financial affairs. So you need to surrender it over to the Lord Jesus Christ, letting go pride and selfishness and make the tough decisions in order to get to that next level, to the glory of God in your financial house. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. A fall. Satan wants you to fall. He wants you to fall in your finances. He want to make a failure out of you. And he will do it if you let him. You know, the best way to fail is just don't hear God. That's all. You just, just don't hear him. The best way to fail is just only open the Bible when I tell you to open it. And it stays, and it stays closed the rest of the week. Best way to fail is not to allow the spirit of God to direct your thought processes. It's easy to fail. But man, it's tough when you make up your mind to do the right thing to the glory of God. 
pride. You don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. And then you make a mess and then expect God to bless. But God is not going to bless your mess. (laughs) B, setting your house in order financially requires transferring ownership. Say transferring ownership. Transferring ownership from you to God and to realize that every spending decision is a spiritual decision. Every, repeat after me, every spending decision is a spiritual decision. A little bit louder. Every spending decision is a spiritual decision. He said, well, how is that? Because God owns it all. And if it's his, you need to check in with him about his stuff. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Uh, let me just show you in the text. Look at First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 14, and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. First uh, Chronicles chapter 29, verse 14. It says, David is saying, but, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you. All things, not some things. All things come from you and of your own huh? and of your own. We have given you and of your own. See, you got to read scripture slowly. You don't read the scriptures like a magazine and you don't speed read scriptures. Even if you are a speed reader, speed reading is no has no place in scripture reading. You have, if you're going to get spiritual insight, you have to slow down because my spiritual principle is slower is better than fast. Repeat after me. Slower is better. Okay. Satan wants to speed you up so that you can miss what God is saying. Now look with me at that last phrase of, of First Chronicles rather 29. And of your own. See, you slip right. You let that slip right by you. And of your own, we have given you. In other words, God, out of yours, we bless you back. How many of you know that God owns it all? Now, let me, out of his own, do you give God what he owns? <laughs> huh? Out of his own, do you give God of what he owns? Psalms 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's. In all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Everything is God's. The, the oxygen you breathe, the eye blink is God. Your eyelids belongs to God. The hair in your nose belongs to God. Now, when last time you thank God for hair in your nose? If you had no hair in your nose, you'd be plumb nearly sick. It's to catch stuff. Amen. It's a catch stuff. Everything I was born with, I want to keep. Some of y'all want to chop up yourself. I want everything God gave me. Amen. Everything God gave me, it belongs to God. Everything, the oxygen, everything belongs to God. Everything you can see, touch, smell, and everything you can't see. So you have to transfer ownership and say, Lord, I repent for holding on to what was yours anyhow. I surrender it back to you, and I, I want you to be Lord of, my, Lord of my finances to your glory, to your glory. See, 
God blesses obedience. God blesses obedience. Give him the first and the best since all of it is his. Now you act like it's yours. The fact of the matter is, even if you think it's yours, it's not yours. And you know, it's amazing how God can wake us up to allow us to shortchange him. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, honor the Lord with your possessions. How many of you have possessions? You can't raise your hand. Those glasses you wear, who they belong to? God. Those, those little things in your eye that make your eye turn a certain color. They're not contacts. Who, who, who does that belong to? Huh? All that stuff is God. Add-ons is God. People ask you, people ask you, uh, uh, is that your hair? You ought to say, yes, my hair. I paid for it. It's my hair from the law. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's mine. I'm wearing it. It's mine from the Lord. That's right. It's from the Lord. (laughs) God blesses obedience. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Your possessions come from God. And with the first fruits, the first of all your increase, what he's added to you. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now you don't give. Now people can take this out of context and make this and turn it into a gospel of prosperity. You don't give for what you can get. I reiterate, you don't give for what you can get. You give because God is good. <laughs> That's a tremendous distinction there. You don't give for what you, oh God, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this because I want that. That is, that's not right file, file motive. Matter of fact, when you treat God right, uh, uh, God will give you this and that. As a matter of fact, he'll just be good to you anyhow. You give because God is good. You don't give because God is broke or God is needy. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Everything belongs to him. You give because he wants to develop you. He wants to mature you. He wants to strip you of stinginess. He wants to strip you of your own selfishness. He wants you to operate in the realm of freedom to the glory of God in the context of your personal life and your family life living. So it's, it's not about giving something to God. It's about God uh, being good to you and developing you and stretching you and increasing your faith and making you a mighty man and woman of God. And until you begin to allow him to be Lord ruling and reigning over your life, you will never get to the next level in Christ to his glory and your good. G, pay your bills on time. You're going to set your financial house in order. Pay your bills on time and be willing to make arrangement with your creditors as needed. Have integrity. Say integrity. You're going to hear that word time and time again in this message. Stop dodging and lying to those you owe. Answer the phone. Amen. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Come on. And face the issue head on. It's urgent that you have good credit. How's your credit? How's your credit? I saw somebody say good. And that's good. It ought to be good. It ought to be great. I so thank, I thank God that my wife and I have A1 credit. Amen. I can go in anywhere. And my name's good. <laughs> you ought to be able to walk in and can make it good on your name. 
Your name ought not have a bad, a bad reputation attached to it. Proverbs 10, 9 says, he who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who, who perverts his way will become known. You're being perverted. If you tell your child to tell the creditors you're not here, you're, perver- you're teaching your child a lie. People you owe come knocking on your door and you at home, but you won't answer that knock because you know that's somebody wanting to collect. Now, if you go on and call them, they won't have to call you. You know why they're calling you? Because you won't call them. What are they getting on my nerves? They're harassing me. Well, call them. <laughs> all you got to do is call them. That's all you got to do. Uh, H, pay off smaller bills first. When that bill is paid off, use the additional funds to pay off uh, the next smallest bill. It's a snowball effect. You know, you get, you say, well, I can't pay off but this little bill. And it's only... Uh, so much. Pay that off and then you get that paid off. Use that along with over shelf to pay the next one off and then to pay the next one off until gradually you have everything paid off and eventually the house if you own a house. It, it doesn't happen overnight, but if you're disciplined, it can work. Amen? <laughs> pay off smaller bills first when that bill is paid off. Some of you say, well, I, 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 I don't have no debt. I don't need this message. Yes, you do. You say, well, why do I need it if I'm not in debt? Because you're talking to folk that's in debt all around you. So if you know how to do it, why don't you teach somebody else these truths so that they can be delivered like you and experience the freedom that you have? So write every point down because God wants you to be the agent of helping get somebody else's financial house in order. First Corinthians 9, 27a says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, submission. In other words, a lack of discipline uh, will ruin your credit report. You purchase on emotions. You purchase without thinking, without processing, without listening to God. A lack of discipline will ruin your credit report, cause you to miss career opportunities. You say, what? Do you realize some of these jobs, they want to they look at your credit before they hire you because how you... Your credit report says a lot about you. As a matter of fact, a lot of churches now, before they call pastors, they pull credit report on pastors because they say, if you can't keep your own house in order, how can you keep the church of the living God? You, you knock the whole church off, off track. You know, so they want to see the pastors and rightfully so. Now, we live in a day, pastors come in and moose the church for everything they get, and the church can't help anybody. Look how quiet it's getting now. I'm just telling the truth. And so you can't tell somebody else to take, you know, you can't take the speck out of somebody else's eye and you got a big log in yours. And so what you need to do is make sure that you have your house in order financially because you don't know where your blessing is coming from. And you have to position yourself for the possibilities of blessing that God wants to send you. And many miss their blessings because they're not in position to receive it because their house is not in order financially. You ought to live in such a way you can go wherever God tells you to go. If God told you to move from here to Georgia or to New York, could you move uh, at a moment's notice and not have to worry about finances because God told you to relocate? You see, it hinders possibilities and sometimes it it keeps you where you are when you're in debt. Debt keeps you where you are, keeps you uh, enslaved. And uh, and God didn't want you to live like that. 
So uh, a lack of discipline will ruin your credit report, cause you to miss career opportunities, and will bring damage to your Christian testimony. If anybody ought to be doing right, it's Christians. Your yay ought to be yay, and your nay ought to be nay, and you ought to not be charging something you know you don't have nothing there. You ought not be writing checks that's hot. That's right. That's right. Whole, y'all, whole lot of y'all need debit card because if it's not in there, it's going to go blink. It's going to make a little noise, ding-dong noise or something. That's right. How many of y'all know cash is king? Amen. You know, debt, credit has a way of slipping you on into debt because, of, you know, you just somehow you think you can just do it because it's just easy to do. But on the back end, it'll slap you. And you're paying 24, 25% interest rate, finances, finance charges, and all that stuff. And still, listen, some of y'all need to go cash, layaway, or no way. <laughs> I, if you don't incur any more debt, you cannot get further into debt. Instead of being led by impulse, be led by the Spirit of God. You say, man, you, Pastor, you just don't know. I'm up to my neck. Matter of fact, I'm past my head. I tell you what, stop making debt and you won't get any further. And the only thing your debt can do is go down from, from there as you begin to pay what you can with what the Lord provides without incurring any more debt. Galatians 5.16 says, I say then walk, which means to live in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's why the Bible says in 1 John 2, 15, 16, love not the world, nor the things in the world. You know, the lust of the eyes and the flesh and the pride of life, all of these things has a way of sucking your financial house dry. Lust. Lust is just not related to sexual lust. You can lust after cookies. Amen. You can lust after dessert. You can lust after coffee. Uh, caffeine, and you can, you can lust for stuff, and we got enough stuff, and somebody was telling me the other day, I was having lunch, somebody said, now you know they got stuff, they got HD television out, and now somebody was saying, then you got, what you call it when you put these little glasses on, and you, what you, call it? you got 3D, and now they're telling me now, they finna go to some kind of DD, 4D television, some kind of, I said, wait a minute, when, is, when are they going to stop, and the person said, never. They keep you D, 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 E, D, 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 and you go D, D. And when they come out, you know what? They're going to be at Best Buy. And look, if I can see, I don't have eight. And I call, talk to the person, try to straighten some things up. And she, they tell me, well, uh, do you want HD? I said, no. They said, what? Well, I, I said, I can't see. What I'm looking at. I don't want eight, I don't want HD. High definition. I had some guys over <laughs> a couple of years ago. Well, I was supposed to be going over somebody's house, and they, they thought they were gonna be ready for us to come over and watch the game, and then they the two didn't work or couldn't get the package in time. So they all end up in my house because I had it. And uh, and so uh, they look, I said, I'm gonna fool these rascals. And uh, I told them, some of them laughing now. I said, y'all looking at HD. They said, man, that's a pretty picture. Ooh, that is awesome. Man, I said, man, look, at, look, 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 look. 
I don't know who was playing, but man, look, isn't that a rich color? Isn't that? And in the game, I said, welcome to regular TV. <laughs> they say, what? They say, shoot. Listen, I don't want it. I don't want every bell and every whistle. If it's working for me, I'm satisfied. Let me ask you a question. When are you going to get satisfied? When are you going to stop letting the world hype you up? And debt you into debt? Huh? When are you going to stop struggling? Oh, God help me. Jane, I'm not hardly through. If necessary, work a second job until you can financially breathe again. I don't want to work another job. Well, you may just have to. You're in a mess. You may have to work. There's nothing wrong with working two jobs if you have to. Now, that's not the first goal. But if you went over and people calling and you can't, I mean, you sweating it out, then you have to do. And your family going to suffer because of it. And but hopefully that suffering won't be but three to six months or whatever it takes. And take apart from giving to Christ, then give everything toward that debt so that you can pay stuff down. You got you say, can, can you find us? Can you find a scripture on working on something? <laughs> Glad you said that. I looked, the Lord showed me one. Ecclesiastes 3.1. Y'all jotting that now. To everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Listen, if you're in debt up to your neck and past your neck, is your season for working a second job. That's your, it's your season. That's right. Go do some pizzas, throw some newspapers, go, go work uh, at West, go H-E-B, Ohio, Walmart, go, go do something. Work, and you might have to do it six months to a year. I mean, sweat it out, tough it out, and cut through it, and then you breathe again, and after that, once you get through doing that second job, then you'll know not to put yourself in that mess again. Now, you're the biggest fool on this side of Mississippi if you go through all that only to find yourself worse off. If necessary, only if necessary, be willing to work a second job until you can financially breathe again. How many of you had to work a second job? Let me see your hands. Look at that. Work a second job. Some of jobs. What? Just a job. You, you got to work a second Work it. Sometimes you have to work overtime on the job. You got a job and they would permit you to work overtime? Go on work over. That's equivalent to the second. Okay? K. Have a good work ethic. If you never have a good work, work ethic, don't tell nobody on your job you're a Christian. Because <laughs> you're embarrassment to the kingdom and, and, and to Maranatha. Don't tell them you're from Maranatha. You're not going to treat them. Uh-uh. Don't tell them I'm your pastor. <laughs> tell them you're a church hopper or something, you know. <laughs> oh, God, help me preach this message. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. 
Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.